0: THE FUCK YOU SAY TO ME YOU LITTLE SHIT YOU SON STOLE trigger. YOU TRIGGERED MY TRAP CARD WHAT A HELL OF A WEEK IT HAS BEEN FOR ME A HELL OF A WEEK IT'S BEEN FOR ME <laughs> OH MAN Woo! THANK YOU FOR DOWNLOADING THE TRIGGERED SERIES PODCAST UH TO EVERYBODY THAT'S subscribed, THANK YOU I APPRECIATE IT TO ANYBODY THAT'S JUST DOWNLOADING THIS EPISODE TO SEE WHAT JUST HAPPENED THIS WEEK Thank you. I appreciate it. I know I got a lot of people out there that are actually, you know, starting to download and listen to these episodes, uh, especially with the feedback I got last week off of the F is for family episode. Got a couple callers that are definitely going to want to get in on that one. Uh, we'll probably get those featured in on one of these episodes, either this one or the next one coming up. But I got, obviously, when I jump on here is because I got some stuff to get off my chest. And I'm going to tell you the last two weeks, have been interesting. Have been very <laughs> interesting. I want to be a hundred percent honest with you. That, whoo! I don't know about you guys, but my week was pretty, pretty intense. So I'm just gonna jump right into it. I quit my job last week on Wednesday, and that's not something I've ever done. I flat out just quit. Just quit. And a lot of people try to say that's not the way to handle it. And I think in today's day and era, when employers are taking advantage of employees, I don't see why that's an issue. So we are in a time right now that is known as the Great Resignation. And essentially what it is is employers... Are being called out for their shit right now. Flat out being called out for their shit. Employees won't take it anymore. They're tired of getting ran over by their bosses. And for the longest time, nobody really stood up to it. And in a time where the government was handing out stimulus money, all these different ways you can make money without really actually working, became a time called the Great Resignation. It's when COVID was kind of at its highest point and people just didn't want to work anymore. You can go look at the statistics now. Statistically, it is the hardest time. It has been the hardest time for the last six to eight months for employers to get employees to even show up to interviews, let alone take a job. And it's twofold, really. It's the stimulus thing being one but two. Employees are now trying to get what they're worth. It goes back to this whole times of change thing times have completely changed 4.5 million workers quit their job in March 4.5 million workers in the United States quit their job in March and I'm going to tell you just hearing that number is insane, never thought I'd be a part of it and then I just quit my job now, so I've been through, I want to say in the last year I have been at Three different positions. Uh, two voluntarily, one I can't really say involuntarily terribly left, uh, but I'll get into that. So I was at a position before with a furniture dis- distribution company that I don't put names out there. I, I try not to keep the stuff public, but this this distribution chain's probably going to end up going out of business. I know they're very close to it right now. It doesn't look like they're going to make it, but when I was at this employer, and trust me, there are some listeners out there that I used to work with that will tell you exactly what happened. But when I was at this employer, uh, COVID hit. No big deal. Uh, everybody had to go through layoffs and furloughs and things like that. And the type I was a uh, one of the managers there. The type of manager I am, I'm always a manager that sides closer with the employees that work for me. I'll represent the company in needed situations, but when it comes down to specific things, I will always represent the employee first because I'm a firm believer And you keep your employee happy. They'll come to work for you. They don't, they may not like where they work because let's face it, jobs nowadays are just terrible everywhere. I mean, there isn't a job. There's something about every perfect job in the world that you hate. Uh, if, if you don't hate your job, you're living in a fairy tale. Can I come join you? I need some of the drugs you're on. Is it LSD? Shrooms, I need some of it. But, when I was at this employer, uh, they went through a furlough. And, I shit you not when I say this, because you're going to think I'm joking. And like I said, there are listeners that I can promise you that can attest to this happening. My boss asked a couple of the employees, a decent amount. This company only had about maybe thirty employees that had worked for it at the at a time. My company, my boss, flat out asked a couple of employees, to the employees that weren't furloughed, to take the furlough on paper, get paid unemployment, and they'll pay unemployment pays. I think up to sixty percent of what you what you're losing. And he would pay, the company would pay 40% out of pocket while you're still working to make up the wage difference. That is textbook unemployment fraud. Textbook unemployment fraud. And my boss isn't just any boss. He just happened to be the CFO or executive president, I apologize, not CFO. That title's too big for a company this size. He just happened to be the executive president of this company. And went up to employees and told them, take a furlough on paper, go apply for unemployment, we'll pay the other 40%. Okay, so you just told me to break the law. Holy shit, that happened. That happened. At which point have you stooped solo that this is a company that i had worked for for three years and i I think this was when i realized this wasn't even when the great recession or the great resignation had even started this was prior to that this was this is when COVID was just getting discovered and places were closing down but that's when i had looked I, i took a look at that situation and realized at that moment i had worked for a company that didn't care what laws it needed to break. Uh, I, I were, It was a company that... It was a distribution center... That... Broke about... Every OSHA law on record. And I mean every OSHA law on record. People driving equipment that have never been certified for it. People driving equipment that are high out of their mind. And I... Was here representing that company. And. I think. What really kind of helped me realize. That I was. Doing the wrong thing. By even being there still. Was when I actually physically walked through there one day. And I was just like. This place could burn down at any moment. I have no guarantee. I don't have a health insurance. I didn't have any health insurance. I didn't have a 401k. This job didn't offer any of that. People were working overtime, not getting paid overtime, and I couldn't do it anymore. So, a young lady that I had trained to do my job, I I trained her up to do what I do, Uh, she got a job offer back home. Uh, I brought her in, backstory on that, I brought her in to work at Global, not realizing, oh, Leave that name out of there. You know what? It is what it is, right? Uncensored. Don't really care. I brought her in, and this was when I had just started. I think it was like maybe three months in. I had no idea what I was bringing her into. And by the time I was ready to leave, I felt so bad that I had brought somebody into a place that I couldn't stand to be at. You you know, it's one of those things where you don't bring a friend to work at a shitty place. You just don't. And if you do, you feel liable for them because, I mean, if, if, if shit happens to them or they get fucked over, it's on you. And there were times where this this young lady was fucked over, and I had to try and save it. And I did, at risk for myself, but I, I can't be a part of a company that takes advantage of people. I just can't. So, long story short, she got a job offer back at her house, you know. Uh, she was only making like $15 an hour. Uh, essentially being a backup manager for me. I'm, you know, she's, she's a backup manager for me. I'm making 30 bucks an hour and she's making 15 half and doing 80% of my job. But uh, she gets a job offer back home. Uh, She goes for the interview uh, and she went in there. She went in there strong. I'm actually proud of the way she went in there. They tried to undercut her. She went right back in there and said, all right, look, this is the number I need. Otherwise it's not worth it for. And they gave her that offer. And when she came back and told me, I, you know, most most supervision, you don't want to lose your best person. I told her, go. I was like, yeah, I'm out. You do what you need to do. <laughs> you get out of there. Meanwhile, I'm in the background looking for my own job because I, I, I don't want to be a part of that. And once she got out, the same day she, her, her last day, I put my notice in. And it was the best thing ever. I gave a nine day notice, it was more than enough time, right? And I sent an email, just as professional as anybody else would sent an email. And would you believe the president of this company had the nerves the next morning to not only put his hands on me, but pull me to the back to the inside the building after I was talking with my warehouse manager at the time, pull me back in the building like I'm a goddamn dog to try to have a conversation about why i'm putting my notice in and i was a hundred percent honest with him i told him i built what little team you have here and the best person that i built is leaving the person you want to put in her place isn't even qualified i literally told you she needed to be fired and my word goes out the window i'm out And he's telling me he can't believe it and all this other stuff. And there's a a reason for this story, trust me. When you listen to it, you're going to be like, okay, this is crazy. This is the type of employers there are out there. But when, when we finish talking... He's like, look, give me a chance of make an offer, all this stuff, da-da-da-da-da. So, I think it was a Wednesday, She, her last day was. That Friday, I go and I meet this guy at his house, and he's telling me all this different stuff he can do. And, mind you, part of the reason that pushed me to leave is, these employees were promised raises. Uh, not, They weren't even promised raises, I'll be 100% honest. I, I'll look at it from the employer side. They weren't promised raises, but they were told they'd get reviews for one. Back in December. December came... And he told them, uh, we're going to have to move it to March. March rolls up, and he, literally, these employees are fed up. Hey, we were told we get re-reviewed in March. Nothing's happening. What's going on? I go to him and say, hey, look, these guys are upset. You need to say something. I don't remember ever saying that. That's his words to me. I don't remember ever saying that. I'm like, okay, well, you did, and you need to acknowledge them. All right, well, I'll go out there and acknowledge them. Never acknowledged them. Left me to deal with it. So we have this whole conversation when I'm trying to, Put my notice in, and he's like, "Oh, let me submit an offer." He's telling me how, look, I'll give you an extra twenty thousand dollars on a raise. Uh, we'll put this whole new program together. You and I can. Help. I told him the company was a complete sham. Everything about it needs to change. He's like, "Well, you and I can change it. We can be the ones to change it." And I'm like, "All right, yeah, whatever." You know, letting him think he has a legitimate chance because I just don't have the time for it. You don't want to be in somebody else's house and tell them no you don't know what kind of guy this is he might be the next Christian Gray I get locked up in his basement some freaky shit happens but <laughs> but I tell him yeah all right give me some time to think about it and Monday rolls around and I'm like nah can't do it sorry job this this other job offered me more than enough I'm, headed, I'm heading their logistics department I'm not sticking around. My last day will be Wednesday. And he just wasn't having it. He's, he, you know, he, he, when an employee puts their notice in, you got to be professional, no matter what. At the end of the day, they, they gave you notice like they're supposed to. Because, again, Maryland's at Will State. Technically, the employer doesn't have to give you notice when they fire you. But we have to give you notice. It's a professional courtesy. Well, we I did that. And my last day. I came to work just to, just like every other day, train, training on working on training the person that's supposed to be replacing me. I can't get into the system. I find out I can't get into the system. I can't get into my email. I go in there and somebody had locked me out. So I'm like, all right, cool. Lock me out of the system. I'll st- I'll stick around for a couple hours because you're still gonna pay me. It doesn't change anything. You don't want me to do my job. That's fine. And then I eventually got fed up. I was like, you know what? That's fine. You want to lock me out? You want me to go? You make my job easy. told everybody I'm out of here. Uh, Gave my hugs and goodbyes to everybody. And right before I'm about to walk out the door, the executive president pulls me over to the side. And he's like, hey, come back in my office for a second. I'm thinking, you know, he's going to be professional. say, look, I'm upset we couldn't work something out, something like that. This man looks me dead in my face and says, I can't believe you would stab me in the back like that. I let you did so much control of this company and you just turned your back on me. I can't believe you would do something like that. He's like, you know, I wish you the best of luck at your next company, but you have stabbed me in the back and I can't believe you would do such a thing to me. And my only words to this was, all right, (laughs) what do you say to that? That's the kind of employers we have out there. That's just one of the two jobs that I had, this, one of the three jobs I've had similar issues with. You know, the job I left uh, the executive president for, it was a great company. It was, it was awesome. It, you know, it, it gave me everything I needed. Four months in, my boss at that company was the nicest young woman laid off her entire team, minus me. I represented another side of the company. She laid off her entire team on the original side. I represented the expanded side. And she was 100% honest with me. That's why I said this: there's a big difference in employees. She came back to me after having to process what happened the uh, the week before. Came back to me on that Monday and said, hey, look, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Company's doing this, that, yada, yada, yada. This isn't what I brought you in to be a part of. I need you to do what you can. Find yourself some employment somewhere else because I don't want to see you become a part of this and she was 100% honest with me and I took her advice went job searching got a new job put my two week notice in did everything I could to help them and went on about my business told that company hey if they were if their doors are ever open again and they need somebody to come in there and continue what I was doing I will gladly go back to it Unfortunately, that company is going through a lot right now, but my boss was a hundred percent. She was the same as me. She was a people person. She didn't believe in always representing the company because the company's not always right. So I left it for the job that I just resigned from, and I resigned from that job solely on management. My upper management did not support a thing I did. So that brings me back to the original topic, and I, I like I said, I don't mean to go on uh, a tangent and off script, but I really think it's important to know the backstory on it, because when you look at this great resignation, if you've actually ever been a part of what these issues are, and a lot of you out there have, there's a whole Reddit devoted on this, on how people are being treated like shit by their employers and don't feel represented or just feel taken advantage of. And they quit. Now, there are exaggerated stories on there, but half the stories on there are exaggerated, and half the stories are the truth on there. Employers nowadays don't give a shit about the employee. We are nothing but a number. We are nothing but a number in this broken system. And I can tell you, this is one movement I stand 100% behind. This was something that needed to happen to force change because now when you're fed up with your employer and they just want to keep taking advantage of you, you have every right to leave, and I promise you you'll get another job that'll pay you the same if not more and actually appreciate you because every time I have left a company in the last year, I have left, went to a new job, received a pay increase, better benefits. Again, this I, I am I got a new job now and I have better benefits, better pay, better hours, and I'm the type of person that I will do what I can at any company to show, to essentially show you what I'm capable of. I don't have the best background that some of these other guys got. I'm not, you know, a four-year college grad that went to Princeton and graduated top of his class. No, I'm a guy who went to college, uh, did well when I started, had some things come up in life and didn't get to. I am... 70% of the Americans out there. And as a guy that is 70% of the Americans out there, I'm doing pretty good for myself. Just like the other 70% of the Americans. There's maybe like 5%. I don't know the actual statistic. Somebody can look it up and tell me. But the percentages are out there. And you know why? We do well because we break our backs for employees who don't give a shit about us. So it's time to honestly take to take it back. And I you know, at the end of the day I was I upset, was I disgusted? Obviously, I was a hundred percent disgusted with myself. That's why I, I, I met with the uh the director of the company I quit from, um, told him I'd meet with my boss, met with my boss and told him. I told him exactly what was wrong. I said, Hey look, no support from the management team, no support. This building has no idea what the hell is going on and you know, He's like, oh, I wish we could have talked about this. The problem is talking doesn't work. How many times do you hear from your boss or somebody? Uh, we could talk about these things talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. and Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Why waste the time? Why honestly waste the time? At some point. You got to do what's right for you and is quitting 100% right now, because, I again, I still don't feel right about it. But at the end of the day. I was at stake of losing a lot. You know, this company at one point suspended me because a young lady was terminated. I'm trying to escort her out of the building, and she flips out and essentially has to be uh, restrained because she's losing her shit. I got suspended because, oh, I'm not supposed to touch anybody. All right, cool. Let her run wild and let one of these employees get killed or worse. They kill her because they're on heavy machinery, and she's running through the warehouse. But I get suspended, and my job was put on the line. But I'm wrong for walking out on you. Well, you didn't fucking support me. So. As far as the great resignation, I hope that shit's here to stay because it's time for employers to learn that you need to back your employees because the customer is not always right. Bottom line. The customer is not always right. And. If you can sit there as an employer and truly say, oh, our customer is always right, or, oh, we're always doing the wrong thing, then you're the problem. You will lose every employee you have. Employees don't quit bad businesses. They quit bad management. And a system like the one I just left, it was bad management. It was bad HR. I, You know, 350 employees, how do I expect you to do the right thing for me? You just can't. You literally cannot. And if you tell me you can, then right off the bat you're lying. You, 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 I should have left your company a while before that. And this is what's happening to our employees out there. This is why nobody. Wa- this is the other half of why people don't want to work, and nobody says a thing about that, right? How is it you're going to sit here and say, "Oh, it's because stimulus checks are doing this, and there's so much money out there," or? Or let's look at the other half of it, right? Because the stimulus money's not out there anymore. Unemployment's not out there anymore. At least in the state of Maryland, you can't get it like that. You can't get it the way you were getting it before. And people are still resigning. Let's look at the bigger picture. It's the companies. We we what are we just gonna not talk about that? We're just gonna slide that right under a rug? Nah. When I've gone through it with. Two of the last three companies I've been with, that's a perfect example. It's the companies. It's the companies. I, I I can't stand by and not say a goddamn thing about it. I'm gonna tell you like it is, it's you, not me. You know that old that old slang when you're about to break up with somebody. Oh, I'm sorry, it's 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 me, it's not you. Nah, nah, it's you. <laughs> it's you. It was always you. I just tolerated it for so long and I shouldn't have. I honestly shouldn't have. I stand 100% behind the great resignation. And there's people out there that'll say, oh, well, these guys are just guys that are taking advantage of the system. No, really. After I've seen it, there's some bad employees out there. And if you're one of the ones that haven't had to deal with that, kudos on you. Kudos on you. But I can promise you in some way, shape, or form, Your job's probably taking advantage of you. Look at the amount of hours you're devoting. Do the math. Do the math. You know, I did the math when I was at my job, right? I was literally being paid to work 80 hours. Salary, 80 hours, right? But the actual hours I was putting in between any given pay, pay period was 125 hours is what I was putting in. 125 hours. And getting paid for 80. Isn't that all? (laughs) Hey, that's great. That's free labor. That is free. That's how the company looks at it. You're a salaried, non-exempt employee. Oh, and that's the thing, right? Is those 12 hours I was working, those 12 and a half hours I was working, it's not like, oh, it was optional. I could have just went home. Nah. You go home. You're in the office the next day, asking, "Hey, you checked out too early. I need you to be here for this this set amount of hours." Oh, this is what our industry is. No, you're right, and I have no problem with that at the end of the day. But when you start saying things like, "Oh, well, now we got to work six days and supervision. You got to work seven days, and this is this and this is that," huh? Oh, so you really taking advantage? I ain't nothing but a number to you. Cool. I'm gonna treat you like a number to me. Bye. Sorry, I know, I know I'm know, i a little animated with this one, but it is what it is. It's the honest truth out there. And I know it, we started off a little slow, but I really think given the backstory of what I have personally been through, I would love to hear what anybody else has been through because this is just what I've been through. And I can promise you I'm not the type of employee to jump from job to job to job. I had my first job for nine years and my second job for three and a half years. And then after that, it was a string of bad companies. That ain't who I am. I need a stable environment. I used to drive 40 miles to work every day, which I know is the average commute. I remember getting up at 4.30 in the morning to be to work by 6, get home by 2, and loved it. Yeah, I loved it. And I was working a retail job doing that. I was working as an office manager for a retail company. That was part of that nine years I put in. Why? Because... Good employees will do anything for a good company. And good employees, for the longest time, would just do anything to get by with a bad company, not anymore. For those of you that think that the people in the Great Resignation are just taking advantage of the system, please tell me how. I'll give you the 5%. The other 95%? have a legitimate reason and I'm backing that 100% because after what I personally went through as a guy who busts his ass for every company he works for this is the same bullshit I went through now I can see what the other 90% of America's or 95% of America has to go through and I will never again say hey look it's because these guys just aren't trying (laughs) <laughs> let somebody say that these guys aren't trying it's just like that that same old saying that your, your your grandparents used to say oh you're just not trying to apply yourself i remember when i bought my first house my first house i bought it, it was ten thousand dollars and i had to walk to work in the snow blizzard outside with nothing but my socks on and trash bags on my feet all right look listen up grandma that was also 40 plus years ago I wanna say 40 maybe 50 I'll be nice 50 and inflation at this point has literally quadrupled since you were 10 so go ahead look at us and say that it's it's the people that are causing the issues no it isn't it's the people that run the companies that are causing the issues they 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 set the expectation. And w- even when you go into a job knowing that, hey, there's some things to fix and you attack it that way, knowing there's things I need to fix here. That's how you're going to attack it. But you can't attack anything when you don't get the support behind you. Why, why, why would you stay at a place like that? That, you know, Oh, collect a paycheck? No, because, you know, people have morals that drive them away from that kind of, that kind of thing and I am one of them and I got a couple friends that are in the same boat that I am and you know there are guys that have taken a pay cut from about I, I got personal friends that have taken a pay cut from very good jobs that were offering them pretty good money to stay and they opted to take the pay cut because it would put them in a better situation financially one a year from now and two it was a much better stable position and not anywhere as disgusting as the place they were working. That's all I got to say about that. Again, thank you for downloading the Triggered Series podcast. Wait till you hear about next week's episode. I'm telling you, I'm going to roll right now. And thank you guys for supporting.